0: Hey there, folks. What do you know? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe we survived the third annual Downtown Get Down, but more realistically, the first ever, the debut of Handshake City. Uh, This week, we're going to do a little bit of a recap. We're going to do a little bit of news, but man, it was a long week, and we have pulled it together the best we can. Hopefully, Justin and or Kate will be here. We'll see. Uh, Otherwise, we're just going to be chilling as always, doing our thing. Uh, Really got to get into a lot of what brought this Handshake City together from the vendors to the volunteer work to the music to just the amount of great people we met in the community uh also this week we're going to talk a bit about uh Reith franklin uh john mccain some crazy news from overseas uh news from florida strict parents uh, all sorts of other things but again folks primarily handshake city uh thanks for joining us this week every week we are always happy to have you here on the unicast oh yes We're back. We're back, folks. My voice is back, I would say, 85% of the way. so i give you 85. 85. 85. 80...
1: Back-ish. Back-ish. I was laughing when we were playing at the end of the night when you came over to me in the middle. Like, after the second or third song, I'm like, well, I lost my voice. And I was right <laughs> "If you would broken a string. I'm like, ah, we're all the way back. In all the way days.
0: back. <laughs>
1: all the way back in the old days.
0: Nothing can stop me. We're all the way back. Episode 166. Uh... This is going to be, I would imagine, maybe the closest thing we've ever had on this show to a... No, nah, we say that a, all the time. A clip show? We like a recap, all the time. A recap episode? <laughs> well, I didn't really... I will say... Um, well, let me start with this one first. Last week, we talked a little bit about people flaking out as a thing that happens more and more often as we get older. Like, we make plans and then flake out. We did. Uh, if you go to Heather's Twitter... So she nice. even tweets herself about how she planned on coming back out late at night for the end of the Handshake City yeah. get-down, downtown I get knew down there here. was no chance. And I course, knew. Why did you even bring up the fact you are going to come really back out? Because
2: I really wanted
0: to. <laughs> but don't put and that my extra pressure. And
2: he goes, so you're coming back out? And I'm like, uh, just kidding. No, man, I guess not. <laughs> no. Then I went to sleep. Sorry. That's all right. It
0: was a long day for everybody. It was
2: tiring.
0: Uh, so for anyone listening to this, uh, we are... I didn't write a whole bunch of news this week because I'm very tired, and yesterday was basically a lost day to the world after our whole day at the Downtown Get Down, the third annual Downtown Get Down brought to you by Made in Utica, the debut of Handshake City. Uh, Yeah, third
1: annual Get Down, but really this felt like an inaugural event this weekend. Even though it's the third time we've done the Get Down, and we've done, you know, on this weekend of the year, we've done like a concert and an all-day event, this was definitely felt like the, the first annual of something.
0: yes. Yes. Uh, Obviously, as you guys can hear, uh, Kevin and Heather are back. Once again, we're all equally tired from different experiences at the Downtown Get Down, all doing it from different sides and shapes and places and all sorts of things. It was a great time, Uh, so we have a nice opportunity to sort of talk to everybody about the event itself and how we felt like it went down. Kev, I think, and I'll start here. If you want to talk about the get down the downtown, get down, and the Handshake City project in general, mm. you said it to me, and it really sort of resonated. And I, as I look over the events, I think the real winner this weekend was all the kids. The, the kids, l- man. The kids. There were so
1: many kids and families <laughs> out, especially in that early like that twelve to two range. Yep. There were so many kids in that little kids ninja warrior course and the puppet show and all that. And what I mm-hmm. kept saying to people when I was talking about it, um, that was kind of my favorite part to see because you know, for a lot of the other stuff, like. This the city of Utica and the surrounding area has no shortage of places to go grab a drink and listen to some music. Yes. And grab some food, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's not a rare thing, you can find that anywhere. But stuff for kids to go to and stuff that's free that you can bring the whole family, bring people of all ages to, that's really unique and an underserved part of, you know, public options for things to do here in Utica. So Mm -hmm. that was my favorite thing to see how many people came out, how many people brought their kids, and how many people realized like, hey, when these guys do these things, this will be a great spot for the whole family. Uh, have, you brought your son
0: out. Did yep. your son have a good time? Well, we
2: loved it. Mm-hmm. He's not very outgoing. like he's not outgoing. It oh, takes some know. time to he's warm not. up, but he had a blast. He was jumping. They had these they have these little seats that mm-hmm. they put yeah. their you know, shapes. If people go, you'll see them. they're kind of mm-hmm. cool. and the kids were like stacking them and jumping on mm-hmm. them and they had fun. It was, it was nice to dancing. see all the it
1: was nice to see all the maiden Utica babies. you know I was yep. thinking about it because like within our crew now there's probably like seven, eight, nine little like kids yeah. little,
0: five and under. Yep. You thought that was cute? I was rolling my eyes the whole time when they were all like, oh, we got to get future MIU t-shirts. You're part of this, Heather. I You're was. part that's of it. No, that, yeah, that, that's a bridge <laughs> yeah. too far. That's a bridge too far. How about we just get some regular Maiden to get t-shirts that run in regular adult sizes? Well, yeah, then we can one. talk about future child I couldn't even wear one because there
2: wasn't one left for my size. <laughs> oh, no, they sold
0: quick, though. I
2: know. Uh, I couldn't believe it.
0: Yeah, so this sort of, that was sort of happened by accident, actually. And that was probably the thing that if I'm going back to the, the get down, there's a lot of things that stick out for me, but the part of it that for me really cemented that this felt like a big moment like a big success like a big thing for us right Mm -hmm. uh was really just this idea that um you know I was standing there with uh GFOP uh TK Tom Knudsen who does all our videos Mm -hmm. okay and TK and I are standing behind the sort of did you see where they had the booth with the postcards and Mm -hmm. the bumper stickers and the t-shirts right and Now, mind you, this was a donation booth. We didn't even have to stand back there. I just happened to be standing back there for a minute with Justin, and all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. people would walk over and talk to us. So for about two hours, uh, and then, of course, Justin left, and TK came over, and then Justin never came back. So suddenly, it was just (laughs) me and TK there for like two hours. Uh, But you know, and that was actually really cool, because uh, we got to really sit there and talk to people who were coming over to ask questions. And donate money. And we're giving away a lot of t-shirts. I couldn't believe how many t-shirts we got rid of. And that wasn't even like we brought out a new selection of t-shirts. We had, like, the remaining t-shirts that were left over. And they were all gone. Like, all the weird sizes. Mm-hmm. All, like, the stuff that's just, like, been... We need to clear out before we can get new inventory in. Yeah. I gave away so many bumper stickers. Talked to so many people. Matter of fact, there was a guy. I think I told you... I showed you the picture of this. There's a guy who came up to me and TK. And he had... A tattoo on his arm that said Handshake City and it had the handshake on it. But it wasn't ours. It was like from the 60s. Oh like it was, you know, I'm talking like, it was yeah, like yeah, so I saw that. that. I, I saw been, that like, picture. So about if you've got that picture, put yes, that up please. on the Instagram. That's I awesome. do. I, I do have the picture. This moment, but.
2: That's awesome. No,
0: I'll show it to you. It's. Uh, I'll pull it up right now. It's bad. It's. Yeah, here's the guy. There's his. Wow. There's his handshake city tattoo. And yeah, we'll put it up on the Twitter or something for everybody to see. I actually stopped the guy and tracked down Justin so Justin could come over and meet him. That was actually. No, 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 no. please go ahead. I
2: got to do the vendor part of that. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna wrap you into
0: that. So you did an excellent job uh, filling out the booths. I feel like everything looked great. Everything came together really beautifully that morning too, with everyone setting up. Uh, I just got to ask you. I'm so curious what the process for this must have been like to have to track down vendors (laughs) and explain to them what a container park is. Well,
2: it was because it's pretty foreign to everybody. I was sending them videos and other links to other um, container parks, and it was a little bit, it was a little bit of a foreign thing for them. But it was. It was a little bit of a process to get them to believe in it, because mm-hmm. they've never been here, and they don't know if they're going to make any money, and they're paying to do mm-hmm. this. So, um, But in the end, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. The uh, people said they had a great time. They did really well. So mm-hmm. that made me feel good, because convincing right. these people to come give us a shot, well, you know, and then...
1: And it also, I feel like it probably helps the word of mouth, because this is a small enough area where a lot of these people who were vendors in booths, you know, they know the other people who would be vendors who weren't there, who yeah. might have been at the Clinton Arts Fest or at different yeah. events or just couldn't make it, and they are so right. now it goes around and if somebody talks to, you know, somebody who was there, i was like, oh yeah, I went, it was amazing, and now it just keeps spreading that word of mouth, yeah. so vendors have a little more confidence, you know, going out on this limb and taking this wild ride
2: with us. I was scared at the end of the day because I saw a lot of people there and I was like, I hope the vendors are doing good. I don't know if I want to go up and ask. And then I would go up to them and they'd give me thumbs up. They said fantastic. They mm-hmm. said amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank
0: you. I mean, some vendors were there for a longer time even afterwards. After some yeah. vendors left, I think like, yeah. Nicole and Gavin, they, they were stayed there. The,
2: they were the last ones. They stayed
0: place. all night. Yeah, they were there and for then, a while. They were there for the show. Yeah. The but the, the night. food
2: trucks did great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. they were praising. They said, "Keep us on the email. Let us know what's going on." I'll Tell
0: you that uh, that lemonade truck was a big hit. <laughs> oh yeah, It was probably the biggest hit. I cried hit that when I they saw left. I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I. You saw the line out there for Rick's Roaming Barbecue. Yeah, and Rick is been true. He was true. awesome. He was
2: <laughs> so excited.
0: Well, I thanked him at the end of the night because he's been.
1: He was one of our earliest and most often. Everything we've ever done, Rick yeah. brings the Roaming yeah. Barbecue
0: truck and shows up and he does great, great yep. job. Rick will be on the show in the future at some point in time. He's just hard to pin down with time. But him and him and Made Utica's Justin Parkinson. And go very way, way, way back to like the yeah. TV yeah, days and totally stuff. So before yeah. in Utica or food trucks. Yeah, way yeah. before that. Yeah. So it was nice that he got, that he came down and helped us out. I thought it was great. That was one of the cool things was all the people we saw. We saw mm-hmm. so
1: many like great people like oh. coming through throughout mm-hmm. the course of the day and everything. But and just, you know. it was so
2: nice. Yeah. Like everybody was nice. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved you
0: know what, actually, though, I think the, the, and I talked to Justin a little bit about this even the next morning because Sunday morning after this was all over, uh, I actually did have a little bit of a, two, three hour powwow with Justin as we got up to watch soccer before we both went home and fell asleep. Uh, but one of the things I talked to him about was the inside of that Massey building, the yep. other part of the Handshake City, the other part that we didn't necessarily know was going to be a part of Handshake <laughs> City, with the work that those, those graffiti artists did all day, starting at mm-hmm. noon and working all the way until 7, 8 o'clock at yep. night, that's... That was amazing in its own. If that was simply the entire project, you would still have had people talking about it. Oh, yeah. It was so impressive to me, oh, yeah. and and again, I'm like naive in that way because I look at like somebody who does like graffiti art and that sort of thing. I'm like, but that came out of a can. Yeah. How yeah. did that, yeah. How did that work? Well, that was. I thought that was one of the <laughs> coolest
1: parts for me because, like, as a you know, in in no practice, I couldn't do it, close to what those guys are doing. But I thought it was great for people to see the process of how it goes from like. You know, Little scratch outline and almost the same color to the fill in, and then the outlines to actually watch the process yeah. of how you know these beautiful pieces you mm. see on trains and bridges and wherever else, how they actually come into
0: play was yeah. really cool to see. Especially the
2: ones outside, people really loved watching them from outside. Yeah, did. GFOPs,
0: uh, Tony Thompson, Angela Johnson, yeah. Maria Valais, uh, and those two new folks who just moved into town from yeah. these work uh, I, I oh, forget yeah. their names, I don't uh, them. they're working at Hamilton College. One of them's mm. named Sarah. They did excellent work on yes. that "Love Is Imagination" yep. uh, yeah. mural. Yeah, amazing, a lot of people amazing. People took
2: pictures that's that's of that.
0: probably my favorite one. I've seen
2: back, that all over Instagram. I
0: love the colors. I love the colors. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: love yeah, the
1: it's colors really good. I saw that
2: all over really Instagram. Excellent. It
1: was crazy because when I saw them doing it originally, when they were down the week and they were just putting like the background like splotch like, colors, the pinks and the oranges. I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. I thought it was like here. a
2: camouflage like, thing at first. I, yeah, something. I just
1: yeah. thought I'm like, oh, it's gonna be splotches of color. That'll be neat. Then when I came the next day and I saw the dark out, like the dark, you know, matte put over it, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yep.
2: So that's Good. what I
0: get for doubting. <laughs> I
2: uh, was, I was doubting too.
0: So let me run through a couple things real quickly, just so I don't forget. There's a lot of things I wanted to mention. Uh, again, shout out to all the live art that was going on. There was so much live art going on mm-hmm. throughout the whole day, and I, you know, there's so many different types of art. There was live painting. There was the live uh, graffiti art. There was the mural painting. There's so much cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, food trucks talked about. Utica yard dolls. Uh, excellent work, yo! How about the hot dog eating contest? Shout out to oh, Kate's Kate to Kate's dad Jeff, who pulled off the idea that I had talked about, which was just sit there and casually eat hot dogs while everyone else makes themselves sick. The Katie's dad chance going through the entire park. Well, you <laughs> yes. know, Phil Farta and
1: Will the Thrill Phillips from Stage Time, <laughs> Time Trivia did a great job of hosting and emceeing the hot dog contest and yes, making it a lot of fun. My brother was a judge because everybody had to be, you know, a judge. Each person had to have a judge to watch how many dogs they're eating. My brother was really excited to do it. He's like, Yeah, you know, I'm supposed to be a judge. He gets over there and he got paired up with uh Gentleman's Corner Barbershop mascot, moustache. Mostache. You can't actually eat any hot dogs. So my brother was so mad, he's like, Well, I'm not I'm not a judge. You can't put hot dogs in the costume head. Like, that's not gonna work. I think at one point I saw him sneak a dog
0: for himself. He's like, Well, this well, guy's not gonna have I might any. To eat one. Uh, also, and I wanted to make a point about this, the, the Libraries Rock Puppet Show that the Guild of Thespian Puppets did was no joke. It was a very serious puppet show. It was awesome. They were awesome. They were really
2: awesome.
0: And this is a crazy little thing that I don't even know if this is an interesting story to anybody else, but it was interesting to me. At the time of the puppet show, uh, our very close personal friend Thomas D was just finishing up his set on the stage. And I'm standing at the donation booth inside the containers, like the three containers, And Thomas is, you know, he's he's sounding good. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, and I'm looking on my shoulder, and I can see the puppet show to the right. And I'm like, man, I hope that like, it's not overpowering the sound of the puppet show. So so I said to TK, "Stay here one second, I'll be right back." And I took like ten steps from the booth to the space in between the containers, and within those ten steps, I could no longer hear the music. And I was like, wow, what a crazy like, what a crazy setup, and the way this all worked out. Uh, the yoga inside was really cool. I saw that finishing up as I pulled it in during the day. Uh, a lot of people. I didn't get one, but I've heard a lot of people saying that the chair massages by Universal Yoga and the yeah. massage center were excellent. Yeah, I saw a lot of people. I saw people emptying out the bank account getting those chairs. Like, <laughs> yeah. what's it? A dollar a minute? That's Take like a all dollar. my money.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I think. Uh, I think. Good friend of mine, uh, Tyler from the harp
0: might still be down in a chair, <laughs> in a chair. getting himself rubbed out right now. <laughs> uh, Utica CrossFit did a really nice presentation. Uh, did you Ut- see the
1: hockey guys show up?
0: Yeah, the Utica College yeah. Hockey Pioneers. Kids love that. Yeah. My nephew, uh, Luke, really did try to take a couple attempts at a slap shot missed a few of them and Aww. then just gently put his stick down and backed away into <laughs> the thing. Like, it, was, it was like Homer going into the bushes. He was like, I'm just going to put this down. Yeah, right? I was never away. here. Yeah. Uh, again, shout out to all the music. Thomas D, Nick and J, Jay, Jay Schnitt, Fungi, Homebody, Defunct, Apache Chief, the legend, with his track Constantine by Something Corporate, that cover went over really well. I didn't know that was happening and I <laughs> yeah. missed
1: it and I was really annoyed because somebody told me and I would have loved to have seen Apache Chief go back to the old Aaron Lamb. I was laughing with some of his buddies over there, the guys, because we used to know Apache Chief when he was Aaron okay. Lamb in the Golden Gate Dilemma. And he was okay. the lead singer of a band called the Golden Gate Dilemma that we used to play shows with, you know, probably 10, 12 years ago and all those guys were there. I'm like, guys, we got music. We got gear set up inside. You want to come back out and play some old Golden Gate Dilemma songs? <laughs> He asked me welcome. to
0: come up on stage. I was like, dude, come up whenever you want. And then I didn't see him again to come up on stage. And yeah. he got caught up schmoozing. I think he was uh, gone off the Hennessy on his rider. Hey, let me ask you a question. Uh, I've, I, we haven't done this segment in a while, which is I asked Kevin a question that I probably don't know the answer to. <laughs> I, well, Kevin Explains. Kevin Explains, oh, yeah, yeah, it. I love so this segment. I've seen a lot of these t-shirts around that people wear. And mm-hmm. it says, like, anti-social social club. Is that oh, a brand yeah. of clothing? Yeah. Okay. Is that a particular okay. style? I think so, yeah. I'm seeing it's like a thing. I just saw. I saw with a
2: flannel on. That was right. that was chief. Was chief had a
1: flannel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a uh, good friend of the podcast, Rick. Rick Fernandez. Rick's always does. Also, yeah. 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 I think so.
0: Some sort of brand. I was there. very curious. I've never heard of it before.
1: All no goes on there. Uh,
0: and then of course uh, the bakery folks who did the downtown get down after hours thing. It really brought in quite the crowd. Bakery boys. It's a movement. They're doing yeah. a lot of work. A lot of work. Uh, and you know, in and generic Eric. Eric, generic, whatever you want to call him, the guy who was the, the the lead generic, the character, he was another guy who, even before this, showed up town at the spot by himself mm-hmm. and, like, helped us, like, do, like, manual labor, which got a mm-hmm. lot of laughs from his contention on Twitter that, like, oh, you got him doing physical labor, <laughs> uh, but, like, great dudes, uh, another guy who I got to have come on the show and talk about this whole mm-hmm. thing he's starting on here sooner than later. Uh that's pretty much. Is there anything else? I. That's all I really had. Anything else you guys have that sticks in your mind? Like, what's the one thing that sticks in your mind the most from this whole weekend? You think?
1: Oh, I mean, I, the just the thing as a whole. You know, you know, what my, one of my favorite parts was I think was towards the end of the night, uh, before we were getting ready to play late night inside, um, and all the people kind of left hanging around was like. I don't want to say, you know, the core group because there's a lot of people that weren't there and there were a lot of, you know, new people hanging out. But it was nice to have that, like, you know, towards the end of the night when it's, like, mission accomplished and everybody's kind of enjoying themselves. And it was just a great group of people hanging Mm -hmm. out and everything like that. Um, Yeah, the end of the night was probably my favorite
0: part. Once the sun set and everything. Yep. Yep. Uh, Heather, how about you? What sticks those?
2: It's mainly, for me, though, still going back was to see how excited all the vendors were and how mm. happy they were about everything. Yeah. It just made me feel good.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. When you came over, you came over to us at one point in time when the night was over and Kevin and I were standing on the loading dock on the side of the Massey building and you walked over and you sort of said, the vendors are happy. Like, it was the first thing you popped You were really excited mm-hmm. and that was sort of the moment for me, actually, that I felt good because I think about this all the time when like you book vendors for something. Like, you're like, okay, we're going to book you from this time and do your thing. Mm-hmm. But at that point in time, like, sales is sort of on you. Like, once you book the people for an event, like, it's sort of out of your hands if yeah. people spend money or not or choose mm-hmm. to spend money. And it depends on what the vendors are selling, right? Yeah. Yeah. So to know that, like, so when you book vendors, it's got to be, like, sort of a thing. was like, yes, I'm happy we got them, but also I hope that they do well yes. so they continue to be part of the thing. <laughs> I was right? nervous
2: all day. Yeah. Because I, like, thrive on other people's happiness. So when I see that they're happy, then I'm like, okay, I feel good. This is great.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, and let's talk about the end of the night really quickly. I know that when either Justin or Justin and Katie, depending on who's excited enough to come down and give us an interview in a little bit... Uh, he's gonna want to talk about this because he's been talking about this like it was the main event of the whole show. Oh, this uh, nice. me and Kevin. He's in. so precious. He was so cute on on Saturday. I'll just yeah. say Thank you. when
1: he came up in there, he gave me a big hug. He's like, "Thank you so much. I've been waiting to see, and like it was just it was really nice to see. Aww. It was nice to see him so happy. And he was and all over all there talking weekend. to
2: everybody. He, he forgot. He over. forgot
1: that he used to be a social butterfly. Yeah, I know. Because
2: I he's been he was such all... a weird hermit for the last year. It was nice to see him all over the place. It was though, good to see him back. Yeah. I would never
0: say it to his face. I will. Where is <laughs> what was, is it? <laughs> do you notice how good he is with kids? Oh, he's, he's amazing. Great. It's crazy for a guy. <laughs> oh, dude. Uncle Justin.
1: Yeah, Uncle Justin. <laughs> Uncle Justin is no joke. I'll win, like, when our friends Ferris and Sabrina's kids show up, and when Matt Vanderwood and his wife Ruth's kids show up, they're all like, Where's Uncle Justin? Where's Uncle Justin? Where's Uncle
0: Justin? Yeah. I watched one of those kids physically cry and scream when i had to pull justin away at like 10 o'clock at night for like a 10 minute question like he the kid was literally like crying and justin was like all right will come with us like no this is really not like a this is an adult's problem like you don't bring this kid in here for this right it's all like musical equipment yeah uh, but yeah we had a great time with that it's nice to see him doing that i would say for you and me and gfop chris mandry and our good friend steve anderson to play at the end of the night for People with the band that apparently is turned into the na- the band friends with the owner, which, which I was... didn't know until you said it. I didn't. You're like, hi, we're friends with the owner. We're like, how oh, nice. Hiya. Look at us. Uh, I just thought that was the only thing. That, that was the best descriptor of what the band name could possibly be. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason we were there. We were yeah, friends yeah. with, yeah, friends with the well, owner.
2: There was a video too on Instagram story, and it was like all of you guys and Katie and Justin and everyone was just kind of relaxed, drinking and mm-hmm. dancing and having a good time. And That was like a cool moment to yeah. see.
0: You know what's funny? It does, and for Kevin and I, and Kev, I'm sure you agree with this to a certain extent. I thought it was funny for a guy, for guys who thought, at least to a certain point in their life, that this is what we were going to do for our whole lives like just play music and that was it and be Mm -hmm. like, this was the whole end all be all. It was funny how quickly we devolved back into our old musician selves almost immediately once you start playing. Oh, yeah. You just do all the same nuances, all the mm-hmm. same tics. Like, immediately, I was annoyed at Steve. Steve, I love you. Immediately, I was, like, overwhelmed by how good Chris was. Like, all the things. My guitar string broke. I lost Immediately, I thought everybody
1: was a little bit too worked up and it was yeah. going to be
0: fine. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I know the songs. So, I don't know. Like, we'll be, I'll be good. We'll be good. I mean, I knew the songs, too, but I'm just neurotic. I've never heard yeah.
2: seen Steve play guitar.
0: He's good. He's you know, amazing. Steve, Steve's phenomenal. Like amazing. Sorry, Steve's, like, Steve's, I watched
2: that video I go I wish I was there.
0: If he could
1: focus and apply himself yeah. he'd be I, mean, he I was be, so impressed. He gets a little bit he, this happens and this will be a little sidebar uh, a little inside baseball I'm playing music but mm-hmm. I, this is the way when you know Sam will tell you with a lot of my friends who are a lot of people we know who are exceptional at their instruments yep. you know what mm-hmm. I mean because like you know, who are just amazing, they have a tough time a lot of times staying focused on simpler stuff. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of the stuff we did, and we were just playing easy songs, we could get together with, like, less than a week with, like, yeah. one rehearsal, and just, you know, stuff that everybody knows, like, old, like, Green Day and Weezer, and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, a lot of people who are great musicians get really bored.
2: Yeah. Because
1: that stuff's such a, it's just so, so easy for them, that yeah. a lot of times you'll catch them, like, you know,
0: just doing all this extra stuff because
1: yeah. it doesn't hold their focus. But, you yeah, Steve's
2: yeah, he's excellent great. at guitar. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. i never got this. I never well, heard you guys. I don't,
0: and I might be wrong in here, I don't think Steve necessarily, like, he didn't go to school for instrumentation, like the way that Chris or our buddies, like, Dave I mean, he would, so, to right? be fair, Steve took
1: lessons for, like, a decade.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he started, he started taking lessons when he was, like, third or fourth grade, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he
1: started, because when I met Steve in eighth or ninth grade, same time I met Chris in eighth grade, they were both phenomenal then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even, though like, Steve was 14 years old playing, like, Metallica songs that are tough. Yeah. And same thing with Chris, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, it was a lot of fun, though. It was good to play. I, the, the biggest thing, and Sam, I know you'll agree with this, but like when you're playing, the only thing that matters is as long as the people are having fun, mm. it doesn't matter. You know what I mean?
0: I tried to explain this to Justin, uh, and this is a pretty common thing that happens with musicians and, and anything in general, but I think of it as a musician thing. If we go out there and we play a song, right, and we screw up the timing, most... Like ninety Nobody percent notices. of the time, no one in the crowd notices, but mm-hmm. you notice as the musician. So even though like we'll be like, ah, we missed the timing on this one, or uh, this was sloppy, this cut was you sloppy. You always yeah. tell people when you perform,
1: the people don't know. They don't know yeah. anybody. People don't yeah. know when you messed up, no. and it
0: was also uh, we had some fun guests come up.
1: Yeah, Zach Wilson came up. He came up and sang uh, "No Diggity." That's the thing people forget that Zach Wilson can sing. He's got a great voice. Yeah, he's an excellent singer. Uh, good friend of the pod, Aaron Higgins, came up and did uh, Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood nice. Mac oh, with did? you.
0: She did indeed. Oh. She took a picture of us on stage where I am uh, crouched down with my guitar, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, my arms look swole as F. There you go. So uh, I'm really enjoying that photo. We also had,
1: at the end of the night before Aaron we came off, it. my buddy Rob Kane, he came up and yes. uh, sang Master of Puppets, and we're doing Master <laughs> of Puppets, and me, Steve, and Chris just screwing around at the end of the night.
0: Uh, I, I really enjoyed Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, it's funny too, I had a couple people like tweet at me and be like, I didn't know you could sing, and that's yeah. a weird thing I that was I just going to say, you yeah. know what's weird,
1: is I had a lot of I people come up, like, even people I've been like good friends with, like you know Devin and Nicole and like other people like that, are like, I had no idea you played, and it's funny because in my head it hasn't been that mm. long, yeah. but it's been like 10 years, and it's crazy because like if you knew us 10 years ago, the only thing you know is that we play because yeah. we're rehearsing five nights a week and we're playing shows all the time, you know what I mean? You forget how much time marches on. Yeah. Time zero
0: marches forward. <laughs> yeah. Never back.
1: Yeah. It was a late night though. The uh, the next day was tough. You were sleeping all day. I <laughs> had to go work brunch. I had to go to brunch at John oh, Devereaux's tavern at ten in the morning. And the only reason I want to bring it up, my first customers that came in were great, great, great friends of the cause, um, Ken and Amy. How about it? Ken and and Amy. they couldn't come, they had something else going on, so they weren't really able to make it down, but we were talking about it and recapping, and um I just wanted to say, and I might I might actually tweet at Ken about it. We were talking what? about something Ken, if you know what I mean, tweet me. Um, I don't understand how the martini glass can be tilted to the left, but the drink stirrer is tilted to the right. Mm. If you've been driving around South Utica, you know what we're talking about. But that was a conversation we had. But it was great to see them and recap and hang mm. out. And um, yeah, there's just there's so many people. Mm. I always
0: say it. I'm always overwhelmed by the turnout for any made Utica thing mm. we ever do. If you're curious about what is next for Made in Utica, I don't have an so answer for you. <laughs> uh, so uh, when uh, when I assume Justin and Katie, but. There's always a 50% chance That it'll just be Justin uh, You never know I'm gonna try and get both of them To come in and we're I don't in. see But they live on the street like I don't, know, you know? <laughs> I know I know But Katie's working today She's back to work I think Well that's so, why you get her After five She might be doing The Levitt thing as well So who knows A lot of stuff going on this week Who knows Anyhow uh, This may be Justin and Katie Here, here comes an interview Here comes yes. an interview okay. We'll be back to the show In just a moment Start up this. That's oh, okay, right. Yeah, do I'm, we'll do it live. We'll just do it live. Um, yeah, it is always a little micro emergency when I realize that I've run out of coffee and I didn't like pace it out to go get another thing of coffee beforehand. Uh, Zach Wilson, nice to hey. have you back. The last time, a little behind the curtain for you folks, the last time that me and Zach were at this table together, if you've seen the handshake, uh, the handshake of the Passport, Menuica the Passport video where we played the superheroes. Yeah. We came back to this studio to do the overdubs with TK. We sat at this table for like an hour, just doing voices, <laughs> like sitting around just just doing. Mr. Negative, Mr. Negative, Negative! And, uh, yeah. and I forgot. I don't know what I did for the.
3: I don't think you had a name. That I had a...
0: No, it was um, the Contrarian. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great. I I <laughs> try, I'm trying to remember what my line was. It was like, um, I was like, I'm thirsty for deals. deals. Yeah, deals. I was doing the whole Rorschach voice. Kevin would have really enjoyed that. Yes. <laughs> can you do any voices? Do you got a voice? Do you have any like good voices you can do? Uh, I'm asked you. I don't know. I might have some voices. I don't know.
1: I never given much thought. I've never called in to do much voice acting. Maybe that's what I've been missing out on my whole life. I should be a voice
0: actor. You have a very distinctive voice, from what people on the podcast have told me in the past. They tell me as well. Yeah, a very distinctive. Very soothing. Voice.
1: Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, it's <laughs> good to be soothing. It's good to soothe the people. Everybody's real worked Audiobooks. Up. Books. Yeah, you'd be a great audiobook reader. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe that's the move. Maybe I'll start reading audiobooks.
0: Maybe that's our whole thing. If anybody
1: maybe, wants to hire me for voice acting, audiobooks, read things to you while you sleep at your house, just call me up.
0: I was gonna pitch some ideas for you. Maybe that's one of my ideas I should have put on there was uh, was made new to go reads books to you guys. Like we'll put that as a YouTube channel or something. <laughs> there right. You go. Uh, so, Zach, you have multiple nicknames. People know you as Mad Props. People know you as... Was it Legal Funk? Is that the... <laughs>
3: that That's just the new one we came up yeah. with randomly. Just for the get down. And um, what was your
0: performance la- uh, The late night performance name? Moon Rocks. Moon Rocks. That's... MNRX. <laughs> He's the... Space
3: He's the uh, space. MNRX is nice. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> actually. It's
0: pretty slick. He's
1: the
3: spaceman. There um, you go.
1: Um, and, of course, Bill Stacks. Where Bill there's still Stacks, people yeah. I talk to, I'll say, like, one or the other. And it's, like, it's a full-on alias. First name, last name.
0: Yeah, I, you're one of the few people who, when I give people your full name they're like wait who's that who's that right what are you talking about then i'll say nicknames like oh that guy that guy it's a good way to keep it lets you move in the shadows i was on the
3: keeler show one time i I did this singing competition and i'd won it and he brought me on there and he's like so uh william i was like who the hell is he talking to he's like wait your name's not william it's Mm. not it's just bill (laughs) i was like "Uh, my name is zach i was like (laughs) i did this whole competition you thought my name was bill stacks see like the real name
0: (laughs) So the reason uh the reason I wanted to bring you on you uh you came out you were actually a big help to me during a lot of the the downtown get down the year old downtown get down at handshake City. I felt like I was giving you a hard time a lot of the time when I was there. you know what uh, I like to be the clutch guy um, <laughs> I like to be the clutch guy um,
3: you know we had a couple hiccups I was talking to Kevin about it, but it's you know for the scale that we put on this year, yeah, it was expected, yeah. Yeah. You know, and losing sound mm. was not, you know, that was a pretty big hiccup. And yeah, we had we, we, we had less off.
1: sound system than we thought we were going to at the end of the night, so yeah. we had to kind of patch it together. And I know when we started playing, we were kind of fly by, and I were like, all right, we'll just send it. Like, everybody says the levels were good. Uh, shout out to a good friend of the pod, Nash, from the old main, for sound checking. I'm like... I saw him, I'm like, you, come here. I just yeah. called him over, i like, stand in the middle, listen, tell me how volumes are.
3: Yeah. You give me the yeah. thumbs up, then we're good to go. Yeah, just two powered speakers we
0: brought in, you guys
3: had the amps, and it sounded great.
0: It's funny, uh, it, and it's weird, because I learned a little bit about you this week. Because we've been friends for a while now, yeah. but I didn't realize that you had that sort of stage charisma, because a lot of people who stayed late, late night got Oh, to he's stage. a showman. I didn't know that you could uh, perform or sing that well. Did you always, like, perform and sing and do stuff Yeah, that's
3: like that? really, uh, ever since I was a child, I just, I, I mm-hmm. enjoyed singing. Mm-hmm. I was the kid that they put the mic in your face at the family party or something uh-huh. you're like oh, uh, get away from me what but, did, uh,
0: why though like what what got you excited about that initially was it like a moment
3: i just i my mom worked a lot i didn't you know no dad around so i just kind of mm. fell in love with music so mm-hmm. music just became like i was even now i can hear people get annoyed at me sometimes because i could go an entire eight hours at work and know every single song that hits um. the radio whether it's White 98.7, 96.1. Are you singing along at work as well? No, I mean here and there, just <laughs> the good ones. Like um, I'll, I'll, it'll be I'll really... give a, a selected song list <laughs> well, through the day. Well, it'll be really quiet. Like uh, you know, Don't You Want Me, Baby, or something comes on, and I'll right. just be like, ah! I'll hit him with it or something. But just messing around. Um, and there's this guy at work tossing. He's uh, from Nigeria, and he loves Beyonce and Ed Sheeran. Okay, So that perfect duet song comes on because so we only have two stations at work and um, he does the Beyonce part. So I gotta, I gotta bless him with the... So you and him are just here doing <laughs> the duets? He's on the other side of the room. No, he's on the other side of the room and he starts... He's hitting the high part and I'm hitting the ad cheered part and the people at work are like... I was like, yeah, we're gonna go do that contest at the State Fair. Like, get that really? On. I was like, no.
0: You gotta get that on YouTube. You make some clicks. <laughs> it's hilarious. There were other songs we had talked about performing where we would have needed you to also be on it. We talked about doing... Getting Jiggy with it by Will Smith, although that never came I mean, to Chris fruition. Chris was very gung ho. That. Yeah. that would have been, that would have been a great film. Well. Anyway. <laughs> well, that's
1: how when me and Zach originally became friends, and I also, I thought his name was Bill Stacks, for like eight months, and somebody <laughs> like another mutual friend of the time I was like, no, his name is Zach. I'm like, huh? But that's we met, like playing out when everybody was playing at the Electric Company, and he would show up and sing, and like we all had some mutual friends and met, but that's us. So I've always known you to be a performer.
3: Yeah, then I used to come every week, and by yeah. then we ended up learning, like, then it became,
1: Beat frankly, songs. like the house band. It was yeah. the whole
0: set. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, and it's something I noticed uh, when TK and I were working the donation booth at uh, at the, the festival this weekend here, we got rid of a lot of shirts. People were into the shirts, and I don't know if people know that you are probably the primary source of all the Made in Utica t-shirts with your screen printing. Uh, when did you start doing the screen printing? Thing? And we've talked about this in the past, but just a quick recap. I've
3: been uh, printing for probably, I'd say, a good... Probably six, seven years um, started from knowing nothing. I actually bought shirts from a company one time and I was like, how do you do this? Because I think the ADD in me was, I like, <laughs> I, I consider myself, a, 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 I know everything, but I'm a master of none. Oh yeah, jack of all sense? trades. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. um, I got it about six years ago and I started just doing all the crappy work, cleaning screens, vacuuming the floors, getting all the screens ready for the printers. And then one day a printer quit. So I wanted to learn how to print, learn how to print. Then an embroiderer quit. I was like, well, let me learn how to embroider. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I moved all over the shop. And then finally, um, you know, getting into more adulting, I decided that I was going to go buy all the equipment and I can just do it out of my house you know, if I want. But I like and I print now full time, you know, but with automatics and all that. But I prefer the stuff like made in Utica. Like this the things that I can sit down and design myself, whether it's just text or it's something a little out there that maybe doesn't get approved for a yeah. shirt, but I like to do the design work and do it at my house at my own pace. And
1: that makes sense because that's probably the difference. Because when you're working at the print shop, you're doing whatever work comes in. But yep. when it's something that you're seeing the design through from start to finish, it's a much more satisfying. to the, Oh yeah. It scratches that same creative itch that you know we get as people who perform and play music
0: and do different you know kinds of yeah. art and things like that. What I would really like to do, honestly, with the T-shirts thing, and it's something I thought about a lot. And someone brought this up to me. I don't know if it was you, Kevin. Somebody brought it up to me this week that we should really start doing more limited runs of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. one of the ideas that someone pitched to me is for every person in like the Maiden Unity thing to design. Make one design, yeah, like the, that's a great the Kevin shirt, right? The one made new yeah. new shirt, The Kevin design, yeah. Just right? the Kevin. The, the Kevin cool idea, like skateboards. Right? Back in the day, you used yeah, to see yeah. skateboards it's got their a, custom deck, their custom <laughs> shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was—that was one of the ideas I was thinking. And also, I don't know if this is feasible. We did a lot of shirt sales, even just donation stuff. because We weren't really even selling them. We're like giving shirts away yeah. to people who donated money to us, right? Mm. For whatever the cost was. Is it feasible to like put a screen printing booth in one of those containers and even do stuff like on the spot? I don't even know how that works.
3: It it, uh, it all depends on really the avenue you're trying to take. Like if you're just talking Made in Utica shirts or Handshake City with like Maria's logo like on or something logo, like a that. One color. Those are something you would want to pre-produce because you could make a size run. You know, do ten mm-hmm. of each size and yeah, put them in there and have those. Now, if you wanted to do, you know, a, a vendor business out of there where you did made to order or like you've seen kiosks in the mall have Mm -hmm. they have 10 different designs that month or whatever yeah you pick it and they heat press it they'll either do a Mm -hmm. pre-screen printed press which is ink actually pressed onto a transfer paper slightly cured so it's dry to Mm. the touch and then it's heat pressed Mm -hmm. onto the shirt still screen printing ink but it's heat pressed on or you can just do vinyl they have some really great vinyl For certain things, I mean, if you're talking multicolor, intricate stuff, you're not going to want to... Right. ...what they call weed it, which is pulling every little negative space out of the Right, yeah, 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 Yeah. I know what
0: you mean. That Um, seems like a pain.
3: (laughs) Man, I did... I've done some jobs to (laughs) where One shirt took me like an hour just to weed. Because I was like, I just got it. I'm like, I'm going to do this crazy, ridiculous... I did a police shield for a buddy of mine in Virginia. Uh. And every piece of like the yeah, every little that. bar, every, every little line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. It took me it took me a while.
0: One of the worst mistakes we ever made when we were doing band stuff back in the day, Kev, we tried to make t shirts with bleach. Do you remember this? Bleach stencils. Like bleach you put stencils. the bleach in the spray yeah. bottle and do the stencil. And, like, some of them came
1: out looking really cool, and, like, it was all right, and it was a good way to do it, but so many of them were just bleaching messes, and, like,
3: the fumes are just <laughs> Like, a five-year-old did their just, laundry.
1: We sit there, and we'll work for, like, six hours, and it's yeah. like, all right, we now have 11 shirts <laughs> yeah. to sell.
3: Yeah, that, at that point, you're like, let's go down the street to a shop. But, yeah, right? Yeah, my biggest thing with printing was just, I enjoy seeing people wear the stuff. Like, you do shirts, like, I do the Wiggle waggle shirts for mm-hmm. the, you know, yeah, the yeah. Stephen Swan and the Humane Society, and... I have Molly, the bulldog, and we go to the Wiggle Waggle every year, but Mm -hmm. just to walk around and just see everybody super excited to get their shirt for the donations they took in or whatever, that gives me joy. Or I see a good, really nice logo Mm -hmm. on a business or my design or something. I did shirts for um, this group they call the Rail Fam, and Mm they're Bass Nectar followers. They go to every show all over the country, and they stay on the front row. Like, they'll camp out at a festival all day they'll just sit at the front row stand in mm-hmm. front all day which could probably be annoying but um, I did these custom shirts for them and their pictures with Bass Nectar and them in the front row and everybody's yeah. got them and they told me how much they liked everybody liked them and I was, that stuff's what.
1: And it's nice to have the flexibility to run it yourself and have your yeah. own gear, so it's not like you have to be like go through the whole shop. So it can just be you, and
3: you can run a lot leaner and do more specialty things like that. That's the business savvy side yeah. because after working in the shops, I know what they cost right? and what I could do it myself. That's
1: what's cool about the made in Utica shirts that were at the get down. Is everyone was kind of like, "Hey, this is like the only one."
3: Yeah, like the, if you get one of these pieces, this is the only
1: one of these, one of one.
3: The last made in Utica run we yeah, did, Justin and I yeah. saw shirts from Salvation Army and. So, Why know, not?
1: Anywhere, you know I mean? like
3: you know, it's not stained stuff. Stuff that was just yeah, different yeah. stuff, random no, stuff that you could so get, get like
1: anywhere. a weird, different cut kind of thing. And that's where you know you see like we a found lot of a cool
3: reversible thing. Nike penny. Yeah, Remember yeah. That as that's at right. the woodland at the passport party, a, a girl bought it.
0: What's one piece of merch? And this is, I guess, an open question for either of you boys because it's just a whatever. What's one piece of merchandise that we have not done as made in Utica yet that you think we would we should be doing already? Because I would say that we, the fact that we haven't done like a handshake city or made you to get coffee cup is atrocious. It drives me nuts.
3: I I actually have the mug press too. I have the capability yeah. to do it at the house. Yeah. I think the biggest issue with the promotional products thing is if you go to a shop, you got to buy a hundred. Right. You know what I mean.
0: But a now, mug is if, not a t shirt. A mug is one yeah. size fits all. If you get a hundred mugs, it's not like you get a hundred t shirts and you end up with a thousand extra larges and a yeah. thousand like smalls left you, over. You know what I mean? You can like, sell
3: a hundred yeah. mugs.
0: So yeah. The,
3: the issue is is that you're probably gonna pay three to four dollars maybe five dollars a month right. depending yeah. on where it's yeah from, it's all it's so. all your
1: cost per unit it really yeah. comes down to it. and mm-hmm. then i mean you also have to think about inventory i mean if you're shipping that becomes a whole separate yeah. set of yes. costs yeah. so be,
3: the the big part is is it's not even the cost is since i moved we had the office space at the one place right. and then we moved all the stuff and then between the rental and now we just bought the house and by october mm-hmm I got the a whole workshop in my new basement in the house, like workbenches, everything. Yeah, you so start cranking. Man. Everything's gonna be back out and back running again, and then we'll mm-hmm. be really full go. You know, yeah. Um, and I still want to do the line of like Salvation <coughs> Army type. You yeah, know, yeah. go and source mm-hmm. random one offs. I
1: think we would do. I like the idea of doing more pennies. I think those are yeah. sick for the summertime. The you pennies, do those. Or yeah. the
3: maiden. I'm surprised you guys haven't done a maiden unica soccer kit for all you soccer fanatics. I want to do hats. Thought about it, hats. I pitched. Yep. I I did one. Made in Utica hat and one Utica famous hat
0: a few years ago, mm-hmm.
3: right before I moved. Um, we just never pursued it. What I would like,
0: <laughs> what I would like, is the flat brim all black hat with the full color handshake city like logo, orange and blue logo on the front. We That's could, what I'm looking for. That's what I need. In my life,
3: we could do it. I mean, we really want to get crazy with hats. We could contact a company <laughs> like Grassroots. Yeah, out in Colorado mm-hmm. and they would do a run of something like that but we could do that. There's companies around here that can embroider beautiful stuff yeah. but I like hats I wouldn't mind a tracksuit, but I'd probably be the only one to buy it. <laughs> you would, for, no, you know what? Chris Mandry would also. Yes, yeah, he would. Chris
1: Mandry's nickname in college was jumpsuit because he's yeah. always wearing matching top and bottom jumpsuits. If suits, I could get so velour, it'd
3: be even better.
1: God. Yeah, you and him, you and him should talk about that. You'd be right up the alley together. I'm um, gonna put you
0: guys as a tag team in the wrestling game, the Valour Boys, just in jumpsuits the whole time. And
3: I think we should definitely bring the beanies back.
0: Ooh, beanies. True.
3: Um, and it could be different types. It you know it doesn't have to just be hat. You can do the ones with the brims. I don't know mm-hmm. if people wear those anymore. But I'm
0: one of those people who does not look good in a beanie. Which no. is there's like there's a certain type of person who can pull the beanie off, and I don't think I'm that kind of we person. We can even
3: embroider like uh, the ones with the fur on the inside. Now that know? I can
0: get I can get behind that. I forget what those are the called si- the What's old the, man style. Yeah, like yeah. the comrade. Yeah, like the hunting hats. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, what would you say was your best single moment for you personally of the uh, the Handshake Day debut downtown get down third annual? Well, I'll give you my top three. Okay, top three. I love it.
3: My top three, starting from three on up to one. Sure. Number three, Katie's dad.
0: Katie's dad. The hot dog Katie's contest. dad. That is yeah. a hot dog. I, I can't get
3: that out of my head. The <laughs> Katie's dad thing. Just he sat down. Everybody's like, man, this guy looks so serious because he's like just sitting down. He must know really know his stuff. And he just sat down And ate dinner <laughs> <That's> <laughs> He's amazing. been working At Handshake City For like a month Solid straight it's Every day and, and good, Shout out to Katie's dad Shout for, out to Jeff Good man Um, He he put in a ton of work there. He was the one yeah, of the main he reasons did. the water got run. He's the run. He's the
1: reason that yeah. thing. You know, he was the. It's that
3: master knowledge so, that craftsmanship. He sits down for the hot dog eating contest. He ate three hot dogs I can hear and Katie another. Rolling throat her throat eyes, throat by the way. <laughs> the, I just want you to know, like
0: I can hear Katie <laughs> in the background roll all the yeah, way, Her street. eyes are rolling so hard that she's got a migraine. I can feel it. <laughs> I call I'm her sorry. party mom. Party mom, <laughs> because Katie knows she keeps everybody
3: in, in line. Our schedules, everything we made in Utica, and she knows really when to party. But she I've also been, knows when it's time to not party.
0: I've been going with the analogy that um, that Kate and Justin are the are the Beyonce and Jay Z of Maiden Utica. and that's, yeah. and that's maybe true.
3: the Kanye and Kim.
0: No, no, we said that Mark and Jill were Kanye and Kim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so there you go. Yeah, love you guys.
3: Yeah, love you guys.
0: Uh, I was saying then who who did I say who you say I was? Beanie uh, Siegel,
1: you called no, I called you all <laughs> I was calling you all sorts of derogatory
0: people. You're more like. Uh, I wanted to be Solange, but he shot me down. You're like that. Snow. I don't know who that is.
3: Informer. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that's, that's not, not me. True. That's, not, true. that's me.
3: not me. But um, all right. So number three was Katie's dad. Number two would be um probably. Man, there's so many. Number two would be just the event itself for me because just to see the the way the containers looked. The yeah, painters, the yeah, containers yeah, after they sure. were painted, mm-hmm. and the way the vendors were set up. I mean, it just it yeah. looked beautiful. It mm-hmm. looked like it's, you know, professionally done. And, I mean, it was just a lot of volunteers putting together yeah, yeah. and the kids. I mean, where else can you go to one event where you could bring your kids, bring your dog, your cat. Yeah. There was a cat there, too. That's why mm-hmm. I said cat. One of the vendors actually had a cat. Yes. It's um, cute. <laughs> The kid, you know, the, the yeah. phone blocks, everything. Your and whole family was, was out there. The kids were loving yeah. those phone yeah, blocks. Exactly. I saw your boy out there tearing well, my it up. number one is was the late night, the band. The no I mean, yeah. to, Digging To finally get a chance to just kind of have yeah. our, uh, some me time with with mm-hmm. the crew, you know, inside this building that went from black walls so to That's what I was saying, too. It was a great it crowd. It was a great crowd yep. in there to
1: have, you know what I mean? Kind of celebratory.
3: And shout-out to JMC. I don't know if he'll ever listen to this, but... Uh, Jerome, the old councilman, he came yeah. to DJ, mm-hmm. and because the time schedules got off a little bit, we're gonna he's gonna come definitely back. definitely bring him weeks. back to
1: something cooler. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: He's gonna come back in a couple weeks, just maybe put some we, music out for the
1: We were saying vendors. that at the end of the night when we were leaving too. We were like, man, the DJ's kind of got a raw deal because we ended up having said, to go yeah. on so late,
3: and then by the yeah. time you guys
1: went on, everybody's like just passed away. They're just laying on yeah. the pavement, just like, I gotta go yeah, home.
0: I, I played like two songs and I was like,
3: I think it's time to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, So, you guys want to do one lightning round question real quick before we close out here? Yeah, I've never been in an interview, so I'm here for the lightning round. Alright. Zach, uh, give me uh, give me your most uncomfortable social situation. What's your most uncomfortable social situation?
3: My most uncomfortable social situation social situation would happen to be uh, you know, number two Oh. in a public
0: place where there's oh, one, yeah.
3: w- you know one bathroom or no lock on the bathroom
0: and you got the line it starts going out the door yeah 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 it's just yeah, one yeah. of those like what do you do you
3: drive home i don't it's I'm not, not that above it's, a, it. it's not that it's the public place it's the idea of yeah just being out there and having to it's bad to possibly you- have just someone walk in on you. And Never a- know where you're going to be or <laughs> how it's going to go. I
0: always get stressed. You're exposed. Out. <laughs> it's, it's,
3: that's as real as I could get in the podcast. Because um, outside of that, I mean, I'm pretty comfortable in social situations. Mm-hmm. I, About you, Kev? I'm like a chameleon. I adapt any uncomfortable Um, social situations I don't like when other people are
1: like fighting especially like passive aggressive like couple bickering (laughs) and you're just there and it's like am I supposed to pretend this isn't happening am I supposed to weigh in like am I here Mm -hmm. am I not here what are we doing like keep it just keep it in the house
3: I I saw a good one at the get down actually I was packing up the stage and there was like a couple fighting arguing behind the thing and all I kept hearing was you liar and the kid had a table in his hand and the girl just kicked it out of his hand and he just looked so defeated he was
1: (laughs) I would say to
0: that couple, I'm sorry. Similar to that is also if parents are scolding their kids in front of you. If you're in, like a room with like your friend, like if if I was in like someone's kids and their parents and like the parents are giving the kids like a scolding, I'm like ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out in the other room for this. I feel like I don't want to be around while you do your parents stuff. I feel like I'm I'm uncomfortable with that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I feel like only if they're going like overboard. If somebody's yeah. just scolding the kid, you just look at the kid. Huh. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Goddamn. Mine's up. like couples, like you saying yeah, couples, yeah, yeah, couples like especially if it's like almost. Getting to a physical point where you're like, do I have to get out and separate them? Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What's we've had a situation in the past where like in the neighborhood you can hear some stuff going on. You're like, yo, that's some that's some action. Like, should we? Do we? Do we get involved? (laughs) Probably not, right? (laughs) We should should leave it alone. Just go upstairs, somebody
1: else's house. Hey, what's
0: going on Get out of my house. (laughs) I live
1: over the
0: other way. Uh, Zach, what's the first album you bought with your own money? Warren G.
3: Um the regulators album. That makes I had I all got, the I sense. got a Sony Mash, the first disc man, Walkman, and it didn't have skip resistance or any of that stuff. It came like <laughs> a few <laughs> years later. Yeah, it was the yeah. very first one that said mash on the yeah. back. And uh yeah. I bought Warren G. Actually, I bought three albums at the same time. Warren G, Coolio, Gangster's Paradise, mm-hmm. or it might have been It Takes a Thief album. And um might have been the Fugees. Ooh, the Fugees. That's about the right time. Yeah, I don't know if it That's was the about Fugees, the right time, but if you guys remember Columbia House, I talked mm-hmm. my mom into buying one CD. I'd I did that ten. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'd get mm-hmm. yeah. I get CCR. I I always listen to everything. And they'd send you garbage every month <clears throat> yeah. after, and you'd have to send it yeah. back. I had CCR, Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. Those are all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a like, ride or die
0: for that different. Jagged Little Pill album. It's good. Steve Miller Greatest Hits. What were you, Kevin? First album? I think we've
1: I used to be a big fan of buying the tape and CD singles mm-hmm. the singles like one or two tracks on them and they cost yep. like four dollars five dollars yep. and it was around the same time because the first album I had had my parents get me other albums but the first album I went over was like seventh grade it was near my birthday so I had money and I was at the mall and I went and bought no way out by Puff Daddy and the family yeah. mm-hmm. when I was in seventh grade and that was the that first was a great one that CD I remember, too, that was that had some hits and then I got older and older and learned more and more. I'm like, oh, all these were other songs yeah. that were better before Puff Daddy had to come in Dude, and ad-lib, the sample master. ad-lib over David Bowie's already yeah. better beats. Uh,
0: and our last one, I guess, for you. Uh, give me one book, album, movie, or show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Show? Um,
3: I'm watching Alone. I recommend that to anybody. Alone? It's on, um, I'm pretty sure it's History or Discovery. Um Basically, it just finished this season, but go back and watch them all. It's actual survivalists. They drop out like 10 of them. They did the first one on Vancouver Island, which is mm-hmm. uninhabitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and these people go 60, 70 days. The winner gets a half a million dollars. And 60, 70 days, and they're only dropped off those small pack. They have to create shelter, find food. These guys bring bow and arrow. I mean, they're doing deadfalls and everything. And some of these guys are... You know, nature type guys too. Like one guy was crying that he had to keep killing, but he Mm -hmm. understands the survival game. They're building their own tree stands and Mm. doing like ancient techniques to do stuff. I mean, building chimneys out of rocks and mud and making actual bricks and heating the bricks up out of mud. And it's an amazing show. Um, One guy lost like thirty five pounds. Like it's the craziest show you've ever seen. They've had to medically evacuate people. Um, It's
0: it's amazing, and just to see the growth of people in it. There's a good YouTube channel I, I subscribe to called like Primitive Technologies yeah. or like and it's basically these guys building up like old school primitive like mud and dirt like housing and stuff. It's crazy. It's pretty wild. Yeah, how about you? Book, album, movie, show? Currently reading, listening um, to, watching.
1: I've been listening to. So I found myself back in a position where I'm working on another couple nights a week at John Devereaux's Tavern, yeah. where you've got to put on music for the public, mm-hmm. and so it makes you rethink and reattune what you're listening to because you want to reach you know a wider general audience or fit your demographic. So I've been going back and listening to um, a lot more like classic or more middle of the road stuff, stuff to put on that I wouldn't normally maybe listen yeah. to for myself. Uh, so there's been a lot of like older artists. Like there was. Um, I can't remember the name of the radio station, but it was all, it was something on Pandora, but a lot of talking heads, a lot of Clash, a lot of Bowie, a lot of Stevie Wonder, a lot of like Motown Mm -hmm. and old music like that. You can just sort of mix up that's, tries to hit everybody from the young people to the old folks and be as inclusive as possible when people come in. So I'll revisit a lot of classics lately, it seems like. Mad Props,
0: Billy Stacks, All Moon Rocks. Now we got to
3: play some more songs. We got to get somewhere and learn some more songs. I'm down for that. It's true. I know I had the keys in the car the whole time too. I
0: just, I didn't know that. Yeah. So the first time you ever saw me and Kev play? Yeah. Yeah. You probably, probably never saw anything back then. He wasn't up here no. for any of that no. era. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. We still got it. we still got like thirty forty percent of it. you had seen it's Steve. Right. Steve's so chill. <laughs> up there shredding. I people. was like, Oh, oh yeah, Rob Kane
3: getting up there and doing uh, Bastard of yeah, Puppets. That was uh, no, that was
1: the thing that well, so many people are surprised by with Steve because like, even us, we talk about music we play around a bit, like with some people, but Steve is an amazing guitar player. Yeah,
3: Steve, you'd be yeah. like, Oh, Steve's like camera, does camera and drone work. Yeah, and, yeah, I don't even know what his day job is. And, the waiter, yeah, and this kid shreds. He's always been I didn't even do it for like
0: five minutes, I just saw his back, and it was something, yeah, he's right. He that's yeah, a, that's that's never been my skill as a guitar player. I sh- can't, shred, can't shred that shred that. We're on finesse. Finesse. <laughs> What's more
3: finesse. All right. Thanks again. What a great event. I love you guys. Hey, it was, high uh, fives. That was amazing. Yeah, high fives. All um, right. I hate using the word amazing all the time, but that's it's, the only way to describe it is yeah. I'm I'm still tired. Yeah. I bought it. I think my big toes broke possibly, but yeah. I don't even know
0: how that would have happened. I just read an article this week that said it was like a whole article on like Business Insider, I think, about how like we're actually just now finding out that humans recover from like doing like extensive like work and partying much slower than we give ourselves credit for. Like even if yeah. like you didn't get ha- like hungover, the recovery time that it actually takes to get back to normal is much longer yeah. than we think it is. I so. think
3: I'd recover faster from a hangover than just it was just Exhaustion, so much yeah. physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Activity. Well, even
1: that it was a long day. I mean, most of us were there from at least twelve to twelve, if not yeah. longer. Probably. I, well, early. I got
3: I got up at five thirty. I was at I was at Utica coffee by seven a.m. Oh man! Oh, my God. And then I got home at two thirty a.m. Braver man than me. I didn't right eat till three, it. but I had shout out to Rick's Roman Barbecue for the pulled pork riggies. Wow.
1: True story. Shout out to uh, Instrumental in Handshake City, uh, North End Pizza as well. Oh, yeah. my boy. All those pizza AJ. That yep. come up. yeah. Hit
3: me up, brother. Go visit that official sponsor, Utica Club. That was yeah, uh, that, Those pulled me through. Always and Hydration. forever. Always and forever. <laughs>
1: Whoever introduced those two random bottles of Jameson in the late afternoon definitely laid a bomb for everybody. I think that was our shout out to Rick.
0: Shout out to Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, let's all go relax. We're all tired. Alright, go back to the show just a moment.
2: Interesting things on this
0: table. We, <laughs> is it because our fridge is not? We have just look. Oh, I know our kitchen fridge. is a mess because there's a lot of crap all over the place because we have to clear the fridge out before Wednesday. We've had no refrigerator. Two weeks that. now. Two weeks oh we've had God. no refrigerator. Two weeks refrigerator. now. We're so hungry. <laughs> yeah, Listeners, send us food. <laughs> send us send
2: food. Coolers and ice. We're out
1: <laughs> here eating crackers. We're about to bust into that spam that Derek Clark was so generous to give to us. Well, fry it up, put it on toast. I I love it fry it up, put it in some mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. That's, Ooh, actually, that yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. actually a good
0: idea. That's right. What's I'm up? Stan. How are you doing? So how about that interview? That was some interview <laughs> yeah, that, that great, we just right? played. Can you believe that person or person said what they said or may not have said about yeah. that thing? I wonder who it was. Crazy. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so because, again, when I said earlier that I thought this was going to be sort of a, a weird show, I, again, I didn't write down notes necessarily in the way I normally do. So we're just going to run through some stuff. Uh, we didn't talk last week. And I can't believe we didn't talk about the fact that Aretha Franklin died. mm mm-hmm. um, and one of the crazy things I saw mostly about it was two stories that were, like, one was that Madonna did, like, some speech so, where she was trying to honor Aretha Franklin, but then about talked herself. about herself for an hour. Yeah. Sounds, Sounds about right. And then yeah. I saw another one. I want to say, I want to say it was Fox News. I could be wrong, but someone put up a post. It was, like, a tribute for Aretha Franklin, and it was, it was a picture of Patty It was Bell. Fox yeah, it was. News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, True story. Then uh, the other one is that John McCain died. Man, oh. I'm not going to get into the political side of this. Good. And uh, sure. I won't. I will say this. I've seen a lot of conjecture on the internet for people. There's some people who are putting up like, you know, whether you liked his politics or not, you know, this and this and this, and that's the thing they put up. And I've seen a lot of people being super negative about that, being like, oh, it can't just be, you know, me uh, and okay. I think that John McCain is actually a really good example of reality, which is just that people are complex. It's very hard to put person a person in a category of this is a good person or a bad person or they do good things, or they do bad things, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone and every person, whether they're a politician or a celebrity, just a normal Joe, uh, has good things about them and bad things about them. And mm-hmm. those are the things that make us human, and that duality sort of exists all mm-hmm. the time. And we live in a sort of culture where people want to label you as one or the other, and there's yeah. not that sort of gray in the middle. And I think McCain brings up a lot of really complex emotions from people for some reason. So, um I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to say about McCain. I was gonna move past you it.
2: Know, the only thing I have is my memory for him will be always be the thumbs down.
0: When yeah, I'll, that the will thumbs live down yeah. me
2: for like ever, and I respect mm. him for that forever.
0: I think a lot of it too is he really was, and I don't know if this has been talked about as much. He actually did give the media a lot of access. He was very friendly to the media as opposed to a lot of politicians, and I think he he understood how to play the game with like media and give people like. Uh, enough of a story and enough of him to where people liked him in a way that they didn't necessarily like other people.
1: I'll say that for as many of the things um, that you could very, very fairly malign him on as doing that were bad for the people, yeah. bad for the country, bad for, sure. for whatever, um, he is one of the... He's he's a, literally a dying breed because he's dead now um, of... Of people yeah. in people in Congress and people in his party who uh, represent a little bit more of an an older style of doing things where yeah. there's a lot of policies with him that you know that I I disagree with you know on yeah. fundamental points but he always seemed to have the best interest of the country and the people and all the people not just mm-hmm. his supporters mm-hmm. in mind and whether that led him in the right way or led him astray from time to time you know these things happen because everybody's human but um I you know it's when somebody gives so many decades and decades of their life and service to the country and service to the people, you know whether you always agree with them, whether you disagree with them 90% of the time, that's still to give your whole life, you know, for something like that, there's something mm. to be said. And you know, when somebody goes, it's always mm. important to take a minute and look at, you know, what a person did and who a person was, you know, because every person has has an effect on the people that they know and the lives that they touch. And that's when true. you're in such a uh, public and powerful position, you touch a lot more lives than, you know, some others might. So I'm not surprised there's a lot of different takes and stuff like that out there, but you know,
0: mm-hmm. i right, very good. I'm not even going to bring up. I, I didn't really don't, say don't, anything. Don't, so. no, 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 he did. Ma- no, he did the opposite, no, and it was no. disgusting yeah. when I did that. Still doing disgusting. Right. All right, so uh, I'll move on, uh, Heather. I got a question for you. It's a parents-type question. Oh, really do you consider yourself a cool mom? I do. What makes up the concept of a cool mom? Like, what what makes a mom a cool mom?
2: I think letting your child, like, um. Taking them more on adventures, letting them see life more. So let them see being life, so more. of him.
0: So um, not one of those moms who like lets their kids drink wine or anything. Or no, like, not
2: that. Not I'm that. Kind I'm not of that thing. kind of cool mom.
0: Uh, this is a story about an alleged uh, mom who allegedly let her 15 year old daughter run an illegal pot shop from her bedroom, That's taking cool. the cool mom thing too far. Yep. I'm just going to show you a picture that the of the door. Uh, that you can't see. see there's, there's a s- difference
1: between cool mom and cool mom in
0: parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just it's saying there's a sign on this girl's door. There's a picture of it, it says it's the law. You must be blank years old to uh, to purchase fireworks. But she crossed out fireworks and put in weed, and then put 15 in the blank spot and wrote like no coming in, knock first, which I think is hilarious but also horrifying. Oh
2: What's going on?
0: Uh, again, well, this is in Florida, so take okay. this, you know, take this, take that into account, because uh, I do have two other uh, Florida stories for you if you're ready. No, yeah, hey, you ready? <laughs> Florida candidate, uh, U.S. Uh, U.S. candidate, uh, Bettina Rodriguez Aguilar has a long list of accomplishments, uh, but she I is see. probably best known for claiming that she was abducted <laughs> by space aliens as a <laughs> <I> child. <read. laughs> uh, however, she says. Uh, she doesn't want the alien abduction to define her candidacy. Well, it
2: does. I mean... It does. So
0: she's probably all in for Space Force. Yeah, I'm she's guessing. definitely all in. <laughs> yeah, she's really a really big proponent of Space Force. She's ba- This is like if Randy Quaid from Independence Day ran for president, right? Like, Pretty much.
2: <laughs> I read it the other day. I had to reread it like three times just to make sure that I was reading correctly
0: i appreciate her sending their best (laughs) i appreciate her sentiment that she doesn't want this to define her but if that's the case maybe don't talk about it like ever like don't don't ever (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think like and again like i can't think of something like that would totally disqualify me from politics in the way like that that i could say like that i was i saw bigfoot once So, uh, but I don't want that to define me as a credible candidate for this office of whatever, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, all right, all right. (laughs) I have one last, uh, Florida story for you this week. Um, looking for a different flavor. The town of Mayo in Florida has temporarily changed its name to Miracle Whip, Florida. (gasps) Um... This is a temporary name change. So that we'll talk about them on the number one
1: podcast on Stitcher that comes out on Tuesdays uh, in two thousand Utica.
0: Well, I, I don't even think this is that big. Like again, we live in like a corporate, like a corporate world where everyone's just trying to make money. What I thought was weird about it is, is that for the temporary name change, the town itself received a twenty five thousand dollar donation from the company. And there's the why. <laughs> Does it? Okay, maybe I'm sound, maybe I'm maybe I'm the crazy one. Doesn't it seem kind of low?
2: Yeah, I know. I feel like
0: it would be a bigger donation for like you to the change thousand. the name of your town for a couple days. I don't I don't know. I feel like it'd have to be in the six figures for like how much who'd have to come in for you to get a change their name to like I don't know, I guess like could the brewery get them to be like Saranac, New York for like a day? How much money could they number one we've already got a Saranac, yeah, Saranac yeah, New York. There's...
1: Number two, is the brewery
0: paying? No. No. <laughs> um, no they're not. No, they're not. No, you couldn't get them to pay money. Mm. No. Well maybe the half moon New York, if I can get Hef he- if I can get Hemstraughts to, to pay twenty five thousand dollars, we could be We should Sh- get, riggy. riggy. Maybe we could get a GoFundMe going to make this UticaSte New York for one day. I think that would be worth it. How much money would it cost Utica? Could we raise it to turn Utica into Udicast New York for one day? Maybe
1: um. that would be all right, but I think we should take the money and give it to our landlord so she can get us a new fridge.
2: Oh, I, mm-hmm. I agree. Because mm-hmm.
1: my God, what the fridge is coming what, Wednesday? Right.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, t- yeah. Still, so still worked yeah, up. Yeah. Um, can I rant for a second? Rant. All right. Have you guys read this current rash of like heartwarming teacher stories that have been coming out uh, that are actually not really heartwarming, but sort of horrific? Uh, there are two of them in particular. There was one about a teacher who was battling cancer who ran out of sick days, but his colleagues uh, panned a group together. To give him enough sick days to cover the rest of the semester, right? So these all these other teachers like donated their sick days, and like that's a nice story, but
2: like, that's
0: bullshit, right? Like, oh, I'm sorry, I gotta stop my cancer treatment because I'm out of sick days. Like, yo, figure it out. Like, help
2: them or do something. And a
0: lot of it comes from the fact that like teachers, and again, this argument comes to the fact that teachers don't get the same like credit that a lot of other professional like things. Well that do. would be yeah. the same situation in any any field, any yeah. business. And that's not a teacher specific yeah. thing. Uh the other one was the superintendent who spent ninety hours per week in the summer repainting his school to save the school a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which they refused to pay to get the school repainted. So the teach, so the principal Good for him. Yeah. Good uh, for him. Hell he, yeah. It's just like but it becomes a thing that it's like I don't know, like, if you ask, like, the CEO of a big company, right, your principal is, like, your, your highest ranking official in your, in your in middle school, right? If, like, a CEO, you'd never see a CEO for a company be like, oh, I'm not going to save money by taking my time out of my actual job to, like, volunteer my time to do something. They'd be like, I'm not doing that. That's not my no, job. No, principal's
1: more like a general manager, but it, right? So, it, it like wouldn't CEO be, is, like, a superintendent.
0: But what I'm saying is it wouldn't be totally wrong for a principal to say, my job is not to... Paint the school for right? Sure. Right it, But the fact that like You see a lot more stories About like teachers Going out of their way To do things like this And like sort of Make the best of it And I've I've talked to GFOP Aaron Higgins about this A lot about like The struggles you have to Go through as a teacher Just to get stuff Yeah And it becomes sad That this is just sort of The norm and is sort of Expected for teachers And that makes me sad When I read these stories Because it's like Maybe we should give The teachers a little more Like a lot of these teachers Go into debt to get Basically $30,000 a year jobs To like mm-hmm. You know what I mean It's just It just makes me sad Uh that this is the profession I've chosen to lead my life
1: into. Yeah, I don't blame you. well that's if, if the grad school wasn't covered by the thing, I would True. be trying to talk yeah. you out of doing yeah. this for a living mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. Um Yeah, the principle though, good for that principle. I like yeah. people who are like who are like, you know what, they're not gonna do it whether they don't have the budget, the time, the inclination, but it's gotta get done, so I'm just gonna roll up my sleeves and do yeah. the work. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. It's my summer vacation. What else am I gonna do? I can go on and paint, put on some yeah. music. Put on his like jean shorts oh, and his oh, cutoff. Oh, put on was some
2: eighties music. What's <laughs> it like? A little school.
0: <laughs> Have like an eighties cleanup montage. You know what I mean? Hey, speaking of cleaning up, uh, this is from NBC News this week. Uh, you know how there's been all this big sort of talk about the plastic straw ban and how it's polluting the ocean and all these sort of things. And again, I'm not I'm not knocking it. It's all mm-hmm. totally true, yeah. right? Uh, a recent report though has come out saying that cigarette butts and not mm-hmm. plastic straws are actually the single greatest source of ocean trash. I get it. Total of sixty million collected over the last thirty-two years, uh, and as again, as a guy who really, you know, I smoked like a pack a week when I was in college, and even living in New York, and it's crazy if you like throw your cigarette butts. If you're a constant smoker, if you're a regular smoker, throw your cigarette butts into like a jar. Find a week. place. Yeah, find a place Just to find throw. A place. And ju- but even that, like even for your own sake, watch how quickly it is the jar fills up. Because there becomes a moment when you look at that full mm-hmm. jar of, like, cigarette filters and cigarette butts where you go, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> right? It, like, it, becomes,
1: <laughs> it becomes not even, you know, not even just in America and in a lot of westernized countries where, you know, it's trending so heavily downward. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you look in, you know, a lot of places like Indonesia and a lot of places right on the ocean in, you know, these, you know, Indonesia, yeah. Philippines, all different places, and you watch, for, like, kids, you know what I mean? The kids are smoking, kids are, like eight or nine. And like these, you know, it's the culture of like people go three, two, three packs a day and they're right on the ocean. That doesn't surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta find a way to get all this stuff out of the ocean. I don't know how they're really gonna do it. I
3: don't.
0: I've heard, and I've seen a lot of people saying that the, the way to do this is to get rid of filters in cigarettes anyway because they're useless and they don't do anything and they're just, literally just trash. I don't think the cigarette, the cigarette smokers get very angry and you change things. Of though. course they do. They get dirty. Uh, Alright, uh, I have, I have two Trump things. Uh, one, I don't need to get too far did you see the story about Trump saying that everyone would be very poor if he was impeached mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's like yes. I got a good laugh out of that one uh, and I don't even want to get into the Cohen and Manafort thing, we barely talked that's about a, it last yeah, week, yeah, that's, that's a, a whole
1: each one of those, is probably 20 minutes apiece these guys uh, more guys pleading, you know I'll tell you what for uh, you know, for a witch hunt they're finding a lot of witches a lot of yeah, witches out there a lot of witches are. turning up in the witch yep. hunt a lot of witches turning up hey, do you know what though I think it's also important that people keep in mind Michael Cohen not only was Trump's personal attorney, but he was also the uh, Republican National Convention Finance Chair. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's all them boys. it's not just Trump. And I know that this is probably the most overworked Twitter joke I've seen of the week. I've seen a lot of people doing it. Yeah. but i've gotten a lot of joy out of maga equals my attorney got arrested like that is easily I like i'm getting a that. I've also seen, I make,
2: seen that. make
0: attorneys get attorneys yeah make attorneys get attorneys <laughs> i'm really enjoying that uh, if there's one if there's one easy uh, thing that comes out of that it's that the joy i get from that um, seen that. Uh, so, we didn't have history lessons this week. I'm not gonna do any history lessons, but I will say it is the 20-year anniversary of the death of Phil Hartman, which I've talked about on the show before, one of my all-time favorite, uh, comedians. I'm, again, I'm a big Saturday Night Live guy. Uh Um, he was one of the first... In the world of, like, comedy and sketch comedy, there's this particular subgenre of, like, the straight man comedian, and he was, like, the ultimate straight guy to set up everybody else for jokes, but he also was in that sort of Will Ferrell vein where even though he was so good as the straight man, he could do that absurdism, that weird nonsense that no one else could really pull off. that lo- 20
2: years? Is that what he said? 20 years oh ago. God.
0: And again, I'm, I, I don't it have it in me to go look through all no, the Wikipedia pages. I not page. believe it's
2: been 20 years. But
0: look about the, the circumstances of his death were very sad. His wife and, and the whole depression thing and, the, mm-hmm. and his wife killing him and just terrible stuff. But if you're looking for a nice memory of him, go back and watch any old Simpsons episode where he plays Troy McClure, always great, unfrozen caveman lawyer... Uh, Green Hilly which is a really funny skit from the first Alec Baldwin episode of SNL love Phil Hartman uh, still to this day feel like at least four television shows were sort of uh, lost a little bit of their luster when he passed away so oh I've got one I've got a history lesson sure if
1: you want one um, on August 25th 28 years ago uh, August 25th was the day to get down uh, my sister Liz was born hey Aww. and she's the best yes she is <laughs> my sister is wonderful and so uh, I'm the listening to the show but happy 20th birthday to my sister Woo-hoo. I love
0: it. Indeed. Indeed. Do you guys remember uh, Barnum's Animal Crackers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They came in the in the little, mm-hmm. like, zoo. You always packages. got them when you went
2: grocery. I feel like I always yeah. got them when I went grocery. I
0: loved them. Food. I loved them. Uh, this week, finally, after decades, uh, the mighty animals on the front of the Animal Cracker packaging have been set free. That's right. Uh, they are no longer behind cars or behind cars. bars in a circus... Boxcar. Sure um so. I'm kinda surprised this took so long, right? I felt like someone would have got on this earlier. Not oh. that I ever thought about it beforehand, no. but like it's, Is this a They're trying a, to
2: boost sales right now.
0: <laughs> is this a good sign of the times
1: or a bad sign of the times? It's a non sign. It's, it's a non sign. It's a non sign. Our culture has this need now, where everything happens, but what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all. It means nothing.
0: I mean
2: they're uh, so bad for you. Hot take
0: right. I actually prefer the the lightly frosted Animal oh. Crackers that come in the big Keebler bag as opposed to the Barnum's plain Animal Crackers because mm-hmm. I'm ai I like I'm Teddy Grahams when I was little. Mm-hmm. Those I can't are. go to a house with those little kids because there's always Teddy Grahams and there I will are? always eat them. have them. No, them still? I didn't know people saw No, my niece and nephew's always had them. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, Teddy okay. Grahams are banging. They got the good I, flavor combinations. Mm-hmm. I love They them. used to have a lot more stuff when we were kids, though. And I've talked about this many times. Do your own research on it. I'm not going to do it myself. Look up Keebler Magic Middles cookies. Those were... The ultimate jam. They're not a common one, but I loved them as a kid. They're basically little tiny cookies with some of them Cute. had chocolate in the inside. The little like soft fudge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep,
2: really good. Bang it,
0: bang it. Good stuff. Uh, this may be my single favorite story of the week, um, and this is from uh, from the BBC News in England. Uh, Roy Meadwell, who is fifty one, broke the terms of a restraining order when he sent his. Uh, when he sent Kim Wimbury a letter pretending to be the ghost of her mother that's right he sent this woman a letter saying that he was the ghost of her mother. Uh, the letter told Miss Wembley that she made a terrible mistake in rejecting Mr. Meadwell and added that all you have to do is call him. <laughs> he was sentenced to four years in prison and suspended for two years. that's like that's really going over the top like he really I can't imagine that if you if someone sent me a letter. From like a dead relative telling me to date someone, I feel like I would never have bought it. No, <laughs> yeah, I hope
2: not. Like, I really
0: hope not. A... You almost have to.
1: I understand, you know, don't harass people and all that stuff. But sometimes you almost have to respect the sheer lunacy. I, I do. Which is what a they... wild move! <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I would love to be in the room for the thought process. Be like, oh, I gotta Even find it, a way to jail for get through here. Here's though? what I'm gonna. Do. Yeah because he he violated a restraining order that's not a joke you know what I mean but like I would love to be in the room for the thought process like geez, what can I do to get it I know I've got it I know the plan I know what we're gonna do I'm Mm. gonna write a letter saying it's from a ghost (laughs) that's gotta do it that's gonna do it I'm gonna be back in as soon as I send this letter like where's your head
0: So, um, that's pretty much all I have for news this week. I have one more segment, but I wanted to just talk about something that I found this week. I've been on Twitter a lot this week, mostly because of all the Handshake City stuff. Like, I've been on a little more than usual, sharing things. And I ran across a Twitter feed, like a fun Twitter feed that I'm now addicted to, and I want to share it to you people. Uh, it's called W.O.F. Answers. W.O.F. Answers. Wheel of Fortune Answers. Oh. And what it is is it's unfinished Wheel of Fortune boards that they make up sentences that make sense for them. And it's infinitely hilarious. I've really been enjoying it. Uh, whoever runs that account is my new favorite account. Check it out. Uh, Wheel of Fortune answers. WF answers on Twitter. Uh, let's get into our last segment for the day. Uh, and it is about strict parents. Uh, Heather, you seem, as we talked already, you are cool mom. Yes? Yes, I, I
2: am. I mean, I don't know. It's my first you, kid, so... Do yeah. you
0: consider yourself you think that you're going to be a strict parent growing up?
2: I don't think I will be. I think I'm just going to. I don't know.
0: Were your parents strict with you? I guess no. My father wasn't strict with me. Uh, Kev, what about you? Was your pop strict with you? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no.
1: Much to my detriment, to be completely honest, as I grew up to be an adult, much to my detriment.
2: I want to live and learn a little. That's all. I think you it's know, had, like,
1: you, you may you may relate to this a little bit, but I think. Um, because you know, I was the oldest, and you know, my mom passed away when I was pretty young. I was eleven, mm. and I think for a long time, my dad felt bad and didn't want to yes. ever like say yeah. shit to me about anything <laughs> and do any good. kind of disciplining. And he saw how that worked. My brother and sister got you know a little bit yeah. more than I did, but I think there's a certain like, oh, we're just gonna let you do whatever you want because you're grieving, and then weeks turn into months <laughs> into years, and it's a pattern. You know, do you? Rem- you're probably
0: too young to remember. Was your mom strict at all in any particular
1: no, uh, way? No, my mom was my mom was very, very, very much a cool mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. I see strains of her in a lot of people. like mean, you you, Heather, and a lot of my friends who have kids yeah. who are, you know, awesome. She was a stay-at-home mom, and she was she was firm. We had a lot of, you know, we had, like, a lot of respect. We had a lot of rules, but we were raised in a way where we didn't really act out. And I wasn't a bad... I was a very, like, docile, like, sweet and kind of quiet kid, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, no, she wasn't strict, but when it was time, you know, for you to obey the rules, <laughs> it was time for you to obey the rules, yeah. you know?
2: That's how I feel. I yeah, am, yeah.
0: Man. Angela was kind of always... Uh, she was protective of me, mm. uh, but she never really stopped me from doing yeah. anything, right? Like, so I'll give you an easy example, Like, right? I remember, like, I had a Weird Al Yankovic cassette tape, and it had, uh, and one of the things Weird Al Yankovic used to do on every album is he did something called the alternative polka, or some kind of polka, where he would make a polka song out of, like, popular songs of the time, mm-hmm. and they turned them mm-hmm. into polka things. And one of them, the time that he did was called the alternative polka, and it had parts of the Nine Inch Nails song, Closer. Mm-hmm. Which is like a dirty song. Mm-hmm. I want to f you like an animal. Yeah, that's I don't an f- yeah. No, yeah.
1: I want to feel it from the inside.
0: Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good track. Um, and you know, she was unaware of this song, so she heard this Rita Yankovic version of it with like the bleeps, and she thought, you know, and she would talk I feel to like th- that song's actually more horrifying with an accordion and polka style. Yeah, it is. I feel yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, actually
1: more yeah. terrifying,
0: like the industrial, like grimy um, metal. And she tried to like. Keep me away from stuff. Now, remember, my parents got divorced at eight, and Sal had no limits. Like Sal mm. would let me do whatever I want. So I think that after the divorce, she realized that she had to sort of just let me. It was the the never the eternal battle for your soul. Because Sal Sal would let me do whatever I wanted. Yeah, I, I could have done anything. One hundred percent. Full stop. Right. One hundred percent. So I never really had restrictions, and I think that because of that, Angela sort of felt like she needed yeah. to. ...allowed me to do a little more. I just thought some of this stuff was funny, and uh, I'll run through a couple. These were all collected from Reddit. Some of the most strict, strict parents with the most absurd rules these people had to live by. Uh, for all you video gamers out there, um, <laughs> it, this girl was turning 13 in four weeks... She received a video game from her mom, Star Wars: Shadow of the Empire, which was rated T for teen. And even though she turned thirteen in four weeks, her mom made her drive back to Toys R Us and return the game and pick out an everyone-rated game. Mind you, my dad bought me Grand Theft Auto four for PlayStation two. Uh, I was a Grand Theft Auto three for PlayStation two before I had a PlayStation two. He spoiled my mom's big. Christmas gift revealed the next day mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve just to be a day. Classic South of Oh my god! Classic. My redemo. mom was so pissed. She bought me this PlayStation Two, and I'd never bought like a new mm-hmm. video game system, right? When that came out, I was like, "I want this." And this the first year it came out, it was like kind of expensive. And she, you know, she did it. She bought it for me, and I didn't know she was going to do it. And the <laughs> night before divorce, Chris, my dad bought me this game. He bought me Grand Theft Auto for PlayStation Two. I was like. I don't have a place that you do. He's like, "Yeah, you might tomorrow."
2: Oh I was my like, "Wow." <laughs> yeah. mom must have been so upset. Uh
0: she, yeah, she she I didn't would, uh I she would. didn't care for it. <laughs> uh <laughs> not a supporter. Here's one though. I don't know if this is too strict. This is kind of strict. Uh this one person claims uh that they had a friend who if they wanted to play for an hour, they had to practice piano for an hour. That's strict, but I I respect it. It <laughs>
2: depends if the kid's not like doing anything else or like
0: they uh, I guess, here's another video game one for you. Uh, This kid wasn't allowed to say, I died when playing Mario. They'd get in trouble. They had to say, I lost one of my chances to succeed.
2: I think these parents have issues (laughs) within themselves. These are the
0: people. These are the people. These are the not cool moms. Here's one for you. I wasn't allowed to cross any streets until middle school. Thus, my best friends were the ones who lived on the same block as me. (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought that was a good one. Uh, Anything else? Oh, yeah, no. This one, this one, Redditor, this is a good one, I guess we'll end on this. No trends or passing fads. Pokemon banned. Barbies banned. Beanie Babies banned. PlayStation, Game Boy banned. Anything particularly fashionable or popular, regardless of actual merit, was met with derision and would be mocked by even suggesting interest in it. Hmm. That just means you're like me, you're like a curmudgeon-y parent, because you don't want to pay for any of those things. You're like, Game Boy. Ah, I got games for you, boy. <laughs> my mom Come out to the garage. I'm trying to think of what fads That's my sweet. I'm trying to think of what fads my parents had to deal with me buying into. Definitely Power Rangers. My mom definitely spent some money buying me like Power Rangers paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Uh and POGs is the other one that I feel like was For sure. Although I don't think POGs were quite as like, a a drain on your income. Like, Power Rangers things was, like, expensive. Like, mm-hmm. those action things. You can, they were more expensive than Pogs. Pogs were so expensive when they were at their peak. You could go get, like, ten Pogs for a dollar at, like, the comic book store, though, and feel like you got something out of it, right? Like, yeah, most of the kids didn't know where the comic
1: book store was, though. I think that was just, like, yeah, you and, yeah. like, some old heads in there. And there was pretty much Me it. and the new the, the old heads. Uh, basketball cards for me when I was young, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think. There were definitely some Power Legos. Legos yeah. are expensive. Legos were yeah, yeah, yeah. expensive.
0: expensive. For sure, yeah. What was your yeah. thing, young I don't
2: Like, really, it was like more like Barbie dolls. Barbie dolls? Mm-hmm. Like, cabbage. Are Barbie dolls expensive? I don't know. My I know that I didn't have real real ones. Like, my, I had the ones where the legs would pop mm. off easy. Yeah, Barbie dolls. I got, one, Barbie. I got one in it. I got one Barbie doll. And then the rest were all fake Barbie dolls. Oh. I had one who's a single dad.
0: Uh, here's two quick ones for you. I was not allowed to watch Pokemon. Wow, a lot of Pokemon hate. Not allowed to watch Pokemon because it, quote, taught evolution. Well, that, that's, that's reflective
1: <laughs> of the majority, because you're getting these answers from Reddit, and the majority of people on Reddit are, like, the young kids and stuff. So that's reflective, because, like... <laughs> By the time Pokemon was around, it wasn't even a thing,
0: you know. know what I mean? And here's one for you. For every moment I was coming home late from my curfew, I was grounded for a week. Oh, I once right. spent ten weeks grounded due to a sobriety checkpoint. That's that's a, that's a baller book. Like move.
2: the worst torture was being grounded from
0: the phone when I was little if you were late or something. Mm-hmm.
2: That was the worst torture.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The phone was another one. That was well, the that's, worst. That's one thing these kids, here's my last curmudgeon moment of the day. These kids who don't know what it's like to like have your parents like pick up the phone and listen in on your phone yeah, call if you're talking lines. to somebody, you sure. got to be careful. Mom, get off the phone. Yep. It's late. Get off the phone. I want to get on the Five internet. Five more <laughs> minutes
2: on the phone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks. All right. Uh, yeah, so that's it. That's all I got today. Um, that was fun with no notes. We did okay yeah, with no really notes good. today. It's always, fun. It's, always <laughs> fun. it's true. It's always fun when I get to hang out with my pals. <laughs> Heather, congratulations on everything this week, getting oh, all the vendors together for everything. You should that's be very fun. proud of yourself. I know you stressed yourself out. Uh, Kev, great work all week. Hey, killing it musically, carrying me through all my... Oh,
1: no, you carried everybody. You're the singer. You're all, You're the show. You're the whole damn show.
0: Whole effing show. No one can see True. me doing my poses. Uh, no, I had a great time. Uh, again, thanks to Kate and Justin and Mark and everybody and Jill and everyone from Made Utica and everyone whose name I'm obviously forgetting because I could sit here for an hour and just list all the great GFOPs who were involved this week, but this would not have worked without the help and assistance and volunteer time and the... Positivity of so many people in the community, old friends, new friends alike. It was really an excellent moment. I hate to be melodramatic about it, but it really was. Awesome. It was inspiring, was so awesome. and it really did feel good.
1: So, you think about it. If you went through, and you want to thank every person you saw there, you It'd know what I mean. You think about
0: it, You start yeah. saying, "People's like, oh yeah,
1: and them, and them, and them, and them, and the media was out there heavily yeah. too. Yeah. It was so yeah. much media, you know what AD I mean? Too.
0: Yeah." So again, thanks a lot, folks. Thanks to Kate and/or Justin, Justin and uh, whoever was thanks here for the our, interview. Th- yeah. you know what? No matter
1: who came for the interview, even if nobody comes to the interview, thank you to Kate and Justin. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Kate and Justin. Thanks yeah. to yeah. Kate and Justin. They're the they're the captains that drive the ship, and we are all but humble crewmates.
0: As I referred to them during the potential interview and during my interview last week on the Breaking Bread podcast, which I went on. Uh, they are basically the Jay Z and Beyonce of Made in Utica. No question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, we should lead into that actually. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like that quite a bit. Yeah. yeah, and I do think that that who's that trying to figure out who that makes us? Like, does it make us Solange? No. Uh, no, no. <laughs> who else Are you is just in trying the... to say
1: Solange? Who else just is in the crew? Well, who else? Is I know who, is? who
0: Solange is. Well, Freeway—that was Jay Z's boy, no, right? No, nobody's Freeway. No, all right, whatever. nobody's Freeway. Freeway.
1: You ever
0: Freeway? Yeah, freeway? yeah right. I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, keep it tight, folks. Uh, thanks for coming out for everything. Woodstock lives. Cyanar, humanoids. Uh, you know, Handshake City, man. God bless Handshake City. As Maiden put it this week, uh, it was a real exciting time. Uh, back to a more proper episode next week. Uh, for now, folks, thank you for everything. We will catch you on all the multiple platforms, Made in Unica, cast.com. Thanks a lot, everybody. Get down.